0: Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Let us pray. Spirit, may the right word come to us this night. May it be born in us anew this night. And may your love be born in us again this night. May it be so, amen. If you've been around Hillhurst United Church over the past five or 10 years, you'll know that often on Christmas Eve, one of my traditions is to look at what the word of the year is and see its significance for our theological world. The word of the year is chosen by the dictionaries of the world to look at what the ethos, the mood, the preoccupation of the year has been. That word typifies all that's gone on in that year. Sometimes it is a familiar word and sometimes it's a brand new word. Like a few years ago, I did the word selfie when that word came onto our landscape and was popular everywhere, the word selfie. But if you look back, it's like taking the the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other or the Bible in one hand and the iPhone in the other and putting them together and saying, what's the connection? The word of 2018 was complicit. The word of 2019 was existential. The word of last year, 2020, was pandemic. Actually, a lot of the dictionaries said, we can't pick any one word. There's been such a mess in our world. It's hard to pick just one. And so actually last year in the sermon, I didn't do the word of the year, I looked at the cave where Jesus was born and how the cave was significant as a place of birth and new birth. And we looked at darkness and light. But the word of the year has returned this year in 2021. And there are many words that have come into the landscape as possibilities. Words you're familiar with that you've heard this year commonly spoken like pivot or hybrid or lockdown or distance or resilience, or ally. What word would you choose this year to describe 2021? And yes, swear words are invited. But what word was chosen, you ask? The word was Vax, V-A-X, short form for vaccination. Isn't that the word we perhaps heard the most often in 2020? 2021? Was it around your table? Uh, On the subway, at a pub, or a workplace, or Zoom conversation, the word vax and vaccine was a common word in 2021. You know what a vaccine and what it does and how it has helped us through this pandemic. It's about bringing people together, helping people to be healthy and whole as they move. Now, if you were to say to yourself, what would the 2021 theological word be? I would say it would be the word incarnation. The word incarnation would be the theological word in 2021. You see, we've been living in a time where social distancing and masks and lockdowns have kept us apart, and it is the vaccine that helps bring people together. The theological word incarnation reminds us that we are together even though there is distance. The word incarnation is about closeness, about not being apart, about being united, about being close. It's about a God who is not from a distance on a cloud far away in the North Pole like Santa, but rather a God who is with us and present to us. A God who is right here, right now, where social distance cannot keep us apart, where separation is an illusion, where we recognize that the intimacy of God is as close as our breath. On Wednesday evening, as I was thinking about this sermon, before I went to sleep, I I mumbled these words to God. I said, God, give me a story of incarnation. I slept that night and I woke In the morning, I made my coffee, I read my paper, and then I checked emails, and this email came across my screen, and it was about incarnation. Here's what Richard Topping, the principal of Vancouver School of Theology, says about incarnation. Incarnation means we are accompanied. Incarnation means Jesus Christ has cast his vote for the world, the tent of his body, Jesus entered the world so the world would never be forsaken or lost to fears and griefs, but hallowed by his flesh. Jesus, the word made human with us, has linked his life with the people of his likeness as he came, so that there is no distance between he and we. Jesus lives in solidarity with the whole world that God loves. His name Emmanuel means God with us. I was so delighted to open that email. Trust me, I didn't know prayers were entered that way. But there it was right in an email, the word incarnation and Richard's invitation to see it, meaning we are accompanied in this life. Incarnation is such a great word because it reminds us that God's not far off in a distant, uncaring but rather like Emmanuel with us in this place. Theologically, there are three incarnations that are very familiar to you, though you probably haven't used that word incarnation once in 2021. The first incarnation is creation. It was 14 billion years ago. It was the Big Bang. It was the myth, the creation myth in the book of Genesis in our Bible, there are actually two. But the creation stories are that mythology of incarnation. You know, so often I meet people who say, I I just don't meet God in church. I meet God in creation. That is my sanctuary. And I say, hallelujah, of course you do. It is in creation where there is a connection where there is this sense that when we're looking at the mountains, there's a sense of awe. When we're by the water and we hear it and see it and step into it, we feel the beauty of the water. When we step out in the wideness of the prairies, we see the majesty and magnificence of the northern lights. It is in creation, I agree, that we experience and know God most fully. We call creation, the earth, God's body. Just this past week, I was walking down to the water, and I was coming over the 21 Street Bridge, and I was coming down the bridge, and suddenly I heard this noise, and and it was like this. Sorry. I stopped, and I went. And the bird replied. And I replied. I stood there for five minutes, I kid you not, and we sang to each other, this bird and I. It was like we were brothers or sisters, connected in our whistle and in our song. Have you ever had that experience when you've been out in creation, when you have touched the mystery of a bird or or watched a coyote or a fox or a deer? When you've connected your soul to soul to another animal in creation? That's what the first incarnation we celebrate is all about. Carl Rahner says, the Christian of the future will be mystic or no Christian at all. Mysticism, that sacredness that you experience God in nature is what this is all about. The United Church of Canada tries to put it into words in our creed and it says, to live with respect in creation. This first incarnation, God being known, not in church and not in a building, but out in nature on God's body is what that incarnation is about. God is with us in creation, and we suddenly know we are not alone. A member of our congregation, Dr. Bill Phipps, says that this is such an important learning because we will not destroy what we love. And when we love creation, when we sense the beauty and the mystery and the wonder of work and play in creation, we will work hard to protect it and do all the sacrifice we need to do to keep it whole. God with us in the first incarnation is what we're celebrating this evening. The second incarnation we celebrate tonight, obviously, is the birth of Jesus. The story we all know, the story told by Linus. And the mystery and wonder of all the mix and match of all the pageants we've seen over the years that in a vulnerable child, in an infant, God chooses to come and be among us. God is not not kept in in doctrine or theology or concepts or ideas or arguments. God comes in the flesh and it is in that love relationship with the person of Jesus that we see what God is like. It's like Jesus has handed the job description, show people what I'm like, or in a female voice, the same kind of thing. Because it's when we look at the scriptures, the stories, the parables, the wisdom of Jesus, we see the message God is trying to have us embody in our bodies and called to live. It's the good Samaritan or the prodigal son or the Beatitudes. All of these words and stories come alive in the flesh of the human and divine Jesus. And it is in that place, that birth, in a vulnerable place, in a manger, that God chooses to take on flesh. The Word became flesh, Emmanuel, with us. You see, Jesus is known as Jesus Christ, though Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ is the anointed, Christ is the Messiah, Christ is the universal. And in fact, in a book called The Universal Christ, Richard Rohr reminds us that Christ is present in all things. He writes, Christianity has missed a message central to the gospel, that through Jesus Christ, God loves and redeems everyone and everything. There is only Christ, he writes. He is everything and he is in everything. Through him, all things were reconciled Every heaven and everything in heaven and everything on earth. Everything without exception is an outpouring of God. You see, it is in that birth that for Christians, one amongst many world religions, we look to the person of Jesus to understand the love we're called to live. And that's what we celebrate on this night. The final incarnation and the final point, if you're looking at your watch, is the third incarnation, and this is perhaps the most important because it's the incarnation in you, in your body, the recognition that there is a divine spark, that your flesh matters, that your soul matters, that you matter to God, that God comes alive in your body. The third incarnation is you and is the love that you're called to live. And it is in those relationships, because religion is all about relationship, that we discover the incarnation in people's lives, like the three I wanna tell you about right now. It's like a woman in our community who's experienced an incredibly difficult year. In the past year, she has had a stillborn grandchild born in a city here. And then a year later, a 20-year-old grandson died again to cancer this year. And she calls out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And rightly so, she cries her lament. And in conversation over a walk, we, we talk about what this means. And I remind her that God's not a puppeteer with our lives on strings causing accidents or floods or cancer or car accidents, but rather God isn't from a distant, playing with our lives, but intimately connected to our flesh within us as a body. God is in us. And when things happen that go wrong in our lives, God's heart is the first to break, God's tears the first to fall because the God we worship is incarnate, God with us, God among us, Emmanuel. Or so it was for a woman I know who, who teaches about trauma and says that there is capital T trauma that some people experience in life, like witnessing the death of another or experiencing abuse themselves or some kind of violent act, a capital T trauma. But many of us live with small T traumas, little traumas over time building up. And in her recovery, she said she had to learn how to love herself in these traumas And she said she found a neat little trick that has worked so well for her, and that is to take one hand under the arm and one across the chest, and then she rocks herself or cradles herself just as we would a small infant child. And it is in this rocking and in this holding that she feels calm in her anxiety, and she feels peace in her heart and love is born because it is in that cradling and that reminder that she is held in love that she experiences calm. She says, I do it sometimes at Safeway when I'm standing in line or when I'm in a meeting and it gets anxious or when I'm laying in bed at night, I take and I hold myself and I cradle myself in my grief and in my sorrow and I am made well. You see, God is with you and I, us, holding us and cradling us. And the traumas we experience through this COVID time and in our lives of small T or large T trauma, God is the one who cradles us, Emmanuel, with us. Finally, it's it's like the, the healthcare worker who told me that she's totally exhausted wants to give up, wants to quit, but part of her determination and resilience is showing up at work. And I said, how do you do this? And she said, just before I enter into that hospital, I pause and I close my eyes and I say a few words, and these are the words, God be with me. And then she enters in to do the work of her day. She says, I find when I, hand it over, and when I surrender and I ask God to be with me, that somehow I get the strength when I have none, somehow I get the courage when I'm afraid, and somehow I find the kindness and compassion when I feel like I have none. It is that prayer, God be with me, that gives her the strength to do her work. You see, friends, this has been an incredibly tough year in your life and mine and in our world. Lives have been broken apart. People have died, people have lost many of their treasures. And in all of this, we have wept and worried. And in all of that, we are reminded this night that incarnation in the flesh and blood, in creation and in ordinary lives like yours and mine, we are held and cradled, just like Jesus was held and cradled 2,000 years ago. And it is those arms around us that the creator smiles and she says, you are loved, you are forgiven and you are set free, dare to believe it. The incarnation is the theological word of 2021, God with us. I hope that as we step into this year, you gently feel the arms of the creator around you holding you, cradling you, and lifting you, and reminding you that God's name is Emmanuel, God with us. And may that assurance give you the courage and the hope and the resilience that you need and I need for the living of these days. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen thanks so much for tuning into hillhurst united church the podcast if you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow we're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon leave us a review in itunes or send us an email at communications at HillhurstUnited.com. we'd love to hear from you